Turn to the Psalms with me, please. We're endeavoring to still go from the rear of the Psalms and the Proverbs to... I was going to preach something else tonight. That did not come... By the way, if I'm not clear in my own mind, I guess I better not pass anything on to you that's not clear. By the way, the things of God are just are just beyond us. We just they're just glorious. One thirty nine, please. Um, nothing is greater than the Word of God, for it's God's Word. God's Word. Praise God for His Word. To the chief musician, a psalm of David. O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Look at with me to verse 23 there. Search me, O God, in the same psalm. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. Reminds me over in James. Look at James, the first chapter, please, with me. And in James, it tells us the trial of our faith and how glorious the trial of our faith is. Chapter 1. It says in verse uh, James 1, verse 2, My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into divers' temptations or testings, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work must be a work that God does in giving, that gives us in our hearts and our lives by learning patience. And so we need to just let the Lord have His perfect work in us. That ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Then he goes on. The trial of your faith. Oh, that we count it all joy. And just be thankful. Trying every faith worketh patience. Much more precious than gold is the trial of our faith. So we go back to Psalm 139. Thou knowest my downsittings and my uprising. Thou understandest my, understandest my thought afar off. God knows everything. God is, He knows when we sit down. He knows when we rise up. He knows, He understands every thought we have. I've been meditating and thinking on this term of holiness and how it says, be ye holy for I am holy. You don't say, be be ye love. But But He says, be ye holy. I was thinking about, you know, we, we say, we, boy, we, we were eating some corn tonight. Boy, you, could, you know, we'd make this statement and, oh, I just, you know, I just love that corn. It's, it just tastes so good. Well, holy is a different word. Holy is a, uh, holy is a word that is, it just seems like even, it says God is love, but it says God is holy. Be ye holy for I am holy. Uh, God is just, that word holy, it seems like it's, it's like the eagle in the sky. It's just above and beyond all others of the attributes of God. 
And if this be the greatest attribute of God, this ought to be the greatest attribute of ourselves. See, you can have holy love. You can have holy compassion. You can have holy works. You can go to holy places and holy things and holy instruments as we've preached in the last few days. But you can't get any higher than holy things. You get, you get what I'm talking about? It's the ultimate. There's, and, and when you think about holy things, you, like you could say, well, this person has love. But, you know, a love for a husband, of a husband for a wife or for his child, and the man is not even saved and he, he doesn't even love God. He doesn't know God. He can't even love God because he doesn't know God. But so there's different types of love and everything else. But I don't know. Is there any is there different types of holiness at all? <laughs> are, you, are you with me? You just can't say that's a holy, a holy piece of corn. But you can say, boy, I just love sweet corn. Are you with me? It's just. It's just up there, and when you think about a holy person or a holy man of God, my, you just can't get any higher. You know what, you know what I'm talking about? Holiness in the, in the heart of a man. And so, uh, if this is the greatest attribute of our Christ and of our God, it ought to be, if Christ dwells in you, and His Word dwells in us richly, are we walking in holiness? God says, be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Is our speech holy? Is that not what we're teaching our children? To, to, to learn to be holy in the, in, the, in the church house? Are you with me? Holiness becometh a child of God. And so... Just uh, may God help us to maybe come up a little higher and be filled with his holiness, holy thoughts, holy words, holy actions with our hands, holy places to go. If you're going soul winning and you're going in the spirit and you've gone and you've prayed and you're wanting to do it for the glory of God, it's holy business. You're on a holy Journey for the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. If you go out trying to bring a, a, a sinner to Christ or bring him to church, that's holy business. And there, you really can't get any more holy than holy business. Are you with me? Hello? Are we holy? God says, be ye holy. He commands us to be holy. Why? For I am holy. I am holy. In fact, what does it say? He's the Holy One of Israel. So let's go on here. It mentions thoughts. He knows our thoughts afar off. May they be holy thoughts. For there is not a word in my tongue, but oh, but oh Lord. But lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Oh. Some people say, well, well, I didn't say anything. No, but we thought the wrong thing. 
Well, we shouldn't think the wrong things either. You say, well, I made sure nobody heard me say that word. No, but you wanted to say it, so your attitude's wrong. We should say helpful words, kind words, submissive words, and submissive thoughts and kind thoughts. The Filling your mind with the Word of God will help you in that. We better be teaching our children to do the same thing. Thou hast beset me behind and before and laid thine hand upon me. How do you receive the preaching of the Word of God? I preached on something just a week or so ago about when we were out soul winning that that some boys in earlier days, I didn't mention that much, but that was quite a while ago, that they were in the game rooms. And some of your children would have rebelled against that. Or maybe said and run to their parents and said, he's preaching on me. But I had a young person come up here and ask me, was I the one? Now that's, that's receiving the word in the right spirit. And I said, yes, you're one of them, but you're not the only one. He said, I don't do that anymore. Now that I liked. God has hope for that young man. But these young people that run and say, he was talking about me to their neighbors or friends or parents or anybody, they need help. Those kids need help. You better not lend an ear to those kids either. Amen? We had two kids this, we had two kids on Sunday, right over in this area, right over here, and they were laughing, laughing together when I'm preaching on holiness. And it offended me. And if it offended me, I know it offended my holy God. And they were not bus kids. Amen? And in the future, I'm going right to you parents if I see any more of this kind of stuff around this church. If you don't like it, you take it up with heaven. I'm not having that in our church anymore. Amen? I've got enough on Pastor Harvey without our our own people acting the wrong way in the preaching of the holiness of Almighty God. Amen? If you parents can't take it, too bad. Amen? I might come up after the service and tell you who it was. Hmm? Get you ready. Prepare. And that would be right, too, so you could get your child and make sure they don't do it again. Because they're prone to do it. They get around another one that's silly and giddy. And they wouldn't laugh if they were sitting there by themselves, maybe. But they do because of the one next to them. Amen? Hello? I'd rather be talking about Brother Williams meeting Brother Nathan and getting the Bible study started. But I have to deal with everything in the church. And what if we have new people in the church? Or what if we have, uh, dear, uh, some visitors uh, that you'd prayed for and they're in the church service? Hmm? 
Hello? And sometimes Pastor Harvey's prayer about some, the way people eat, and they start, these bus kids started laughing. Well, I wasn't really wanting them to laugh, but at least they were bus kids. But that was not right because we had visitors there. I want people sitting with these bus kids. Amen? I want people sitting with these bus kids. And they start acting up. I want them out of this building. You can do what you want with them. I love every bus kid that comes in here. But they, if they're going to cause a sinner, a visiting person, to, and they, we had sinners here that morning too, right around them when they, when they acted like that, and it bothered me. We want to see these people saved. We're praying for them. Hello? That's a different time. I know maybe my prayer did become funny to some of you others, but you don't laugh at it. Amen? Hello? Hmm? Now, some of you are not smiling at me. Amen? You better take rebuke about your children. If you don't take rebuke about your children... You're going to meet God with it one day. I'm telling you, you're going to to ruin your life if you don't make your children mind. Hello, I didn't intend to get on this, but I'm on it. Amen? Your thinking better be right about your children and the way they act in the house of God. Amen? I don't hear much response. Hmm? Some parents take rebuke pretty well. Hmm? You all better take rebuke pretty well. That's part of my job. And I love you. But if you don't take rebuke, you're going, to act, you're going to act and do some things or say some things, you're going to act like a fool. Amen. Or are you going to turn against your brother? I have another thing to say. You do not need sin in your heart toward your brother. You do not need any animosity in your heart toward your brother. If you do, you're not right with God. I don't care who you are. Amen? I don't think the boo horns have any, anything against anybody in the whole church. I think they're just as sweet a bunch as right at this moment. Now, I hope you like that next month, too. Amen? And next year. Amen? But, I mean, I just don't, I, you know, they're so quiet and don't have any problem with them and everything. They're just so busy putting up signs and doing something for the Lord. Amen? Right? Well, go thou and do likewise. Huh? Amen? We're fighting the devil. We can't be fighting each other and fighting the devil at the same time. Amen? Amen. That's good preaching even if I am doing it. Mm, I have to run around here and amen myself. Let's go on. By the way, the Lord knows our thoughts. We need to be on the victory side in all of our thinking and actions and everything. There is not a word in my tongue, but but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Here it says, thou hast beset me behind and before and laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. Whither shall I go from thy spirit, and whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. 
If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost part of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. For thou hast possessed my reins. Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee, when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lower parts of the sea, of the earth, I should say. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. And in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. How precious! Oh, this is beautiful. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God. How great is the sum of them, the thoughts of God about us and toward us. Let me read that again. That's so good. It's so precious. How precious. It's just like saying, for God so loved. Here, how precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. Surely thou wilt slay the wicked. O God, depart from me, therefore, ye bloody men. For they speak against thee wickedly, and thine enemies take thy name in vain. Don't stay around people that are taking God's name in vain. It will hurt you. If there be your friends, your neighbors, or your relatives, it's not good for you to be around cursing lost people. And surely not around cursing professing believers. For then you would wonder if they're even genuinely converted. And then you'd really get confused after a while. Do not I hate them, O Lord, that hate thee. Now, this is kind of a little bit beyond us. But David, under inspiration, by the way, this is God's word. He said, do not I hate them that hate thee. You think that David was speaking this out of sorts? Or do you just think that uh, we've become a little too much lovey-dovey today and not enough Bible-oriented. Hmm? Shouldn't we hate? There's so much, shouldn't we not hate the wickedness of wicked people? Hmm? 
Do we hate their sins enough to say just try them and fry them? They've done enough wickedness on this earth. Let's make sure they don't do any more. Take them from the earth. That's called capital punishment. God is famous for that. The flood, Sodom and Gomorrah, Goliath, the Philistines, Jericho, all 31 nations destroyed, annihilated, only what? Gibeon spared? And then the final proof is a burning, fiery hell for people who will not honor the God who created them. Sure, we should want mercy. We do not delight in the death of the wicked, but that they turn. Because God does not delight in the wicked, but he'd rather that they turn. I was thinking as I called Brother Christopher just today again and left something on his answering, just wanted him to know that he's out in California with his father. Pray for him, please. And um, I thought to myself, just like with my own dear mother, she's 85, spoke to my brother today. They don't know what to do with her, bless their hearts, and because she's getting, she's really, they heard a good word about her going to a nice place like her mother was in, and and her aunt, very nice place, very clean place, very fancy place, very up, uptown place. Nothing like the poor house. And, you know, I, I, said, I said, this doesn't need to go to my mother, by the way, this tape. Send all the rest, though. She needs all she can get. She better hear all she can get. Pray for my mother. I told my brother, I said, I, I don't know if she's soundly saved. Don't know if she really is soundly saved. And my brother told me a couple things that related that he didn't think she was either. Well, let's get her saved, Don. That's all that counts. What else is there for Brother Christopher's brother, uh, father? He, he better get saved. Thank God he's kind to his father and wants to help his father out in his last days. The only answer is get saved. <laughs> you don't get saved. You're in pain here and you're going to more pain. So really all that matters is, are they saved? Your kids, as they grow up, as they grow up. I, I know I got on the rod you know, I know I got on the rod the other day, but you better not spare this rod. The Bible says you deliver their soul from hell. And nobody wants their boy or girl to go to hell. So this might be the salvation instrument for their soul, which will teach them the, the fear of God. Amen? Why would you think any boy or girl who doesn't honor their mother and father don't have a better chance of hellfire than one that does honor their father and mother. Hello? I always wanted to honor my father and mother. I still did some things that weren't right. I never, that I know of in all my life, listen to me, in all of my life, as I look back, in all of my life, as far as I know, now, if I did, Lord forgive me, amen? 
I don't recall trying to do anything against my mother and father, ever. Ever. Now, I, I was late. I got all involved with my buddies, and I should have been home for dinner, and I heard about that, amen. But I mean purposely doing something against my mother and father. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to be a good boy. I never wanted to do anything against my mother and father. I was not a rebel. And so when I trusted Christ, as I was nice to my parents and wanted to help poor people and wanted to help other people, I I was selfish in the fact that I thought I was a good person. That I had to deal with. For the Bible and other Baptists and other Christians, but mainly Baptists, said I was a sinner. And I didn't know if I liked that. (laughs) But to knowingly, knowingly, purposely try to hurt my parents, or purposely try to do something, purposely trying to get around my mom and dad. I, I didn't care about getting around my mother and father. I thought it'd be good to just do what they want me to do. Try it. You'll like it. Why do you want to, you teenagers? Some of you have been so crafty. All your days being brought up here in the church. Always trying to get around your, your mother and father. You think that we didn't know how you were acting? And some of you, I think, still act and try to do things around your parents. I never wanted to do that. What's wrong with you? I'd rather hear nice things like our little Savannah over there. My Bethany came home and said said to me this week, she said, boy, she seems like such a sweet girl. She just likes to be nice to everybody and so sweet and everything. That's the kind of things we want to hear. We don't want to hear, well, boy, uh, all these years, this person has always tried to get around their mother. Or their father. Come on, some of you have somebody coming up in your mind. Huh? Well, I hope it's not my Bethany, because she doesn't act like that. She does, but she'll get it, amen? I don't care if she's 16, I'll give it to her. I'll use this, I'll come out and find this and use this. She hasn't had to have it lately, but she, she might get in that mood if she gets around some other people that maybe are a little rebellious, amen? Then the wand will come out again. But I don't know. I don't know. I think she's got a little bit of her daddy in her. I don't know what her mother ever did. I don't know if her mother tried to get around her mother or not. I have no idea. I'll ask you when I get home, hon. I didn't, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to, do, I wanted to be a good little boy. Do you want to be a good little boy or a good little girl? Try it. You'll like it. Huh? And I'm still wanting to be the best Christian I can be. I'm wanting to be the best preacher I can be. I'm wanting to be the best father I can be. I'm trying to be the best husband I can be. I'm trying to be the nicest uh, boy for my mother who's still alive that I can be. I say it the third or fourth time. Try it, you'll like it. You won't get so many beatings from God. Nor from your parents. Or looks of disdain. Or words of, quit that, <laughs> you know? I'm not talking about when you're, when you're real little. I'm not talking about this, this age when you know how to get around your parents. Real little ones, you know, they, they just puff up. You know what I mean? And hold their breath. 
like my Stephen did one time, and I waited till he came to, and then I gave it to him. Should you ever do that again? Boy, I'm going to give it to you again. He never did it again. I gave him a good enough whip, and he didn't think it was a good idea to hold his breath anymore.